Amen. Well, how many remembers back at Christmas time, we took a special offering to send over to uh, Ricardo to go to the Amazon to buy a cow to, to give out some presents. And uh, y'all remember that? Well, listen, we've got those crazy Colombians right here in the house today. Woo! <laughs> Pastor Ricardo, would you and Sister Gladys please come? Just come, greet the people. Uh, we're so honored. Now, Sister Val was just over here singing. This is her. There she is. This is her mom and dad. Uh, this is Sister Doris's sister, Gladys. And uh, she just had a birthday. And Ricardo's six to have a birthday. And listen, we're just so honored for them. They were here with us at the Lord's house for many, many years. And they've been back in Columbia maybe 10 years now. 13 years since they've been here, and we're just so honored to have them in the house today. Come on, welcome them. Just greet the people. Well, thank you so much for letting us be part of this church. We are getting a little old. <laughs> the people say, well, you're the same. Yeah, the face the same, but the year pass. So I'm calling my daughter because my English is not very well. He called me to translate, but look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can now go. <laughs> um, yes, thank you so much for being part of all that we are we made in Colombia during these 13 years. And we made many things because the church always is behind us blessing and uh, supporting us and praying for us. That was good. The last trip was, uh, my last trip from mission trip was to Amazon. That was a crazy adventure over there because the people from the Amazon, the Tikunas Indian, the Tikunas indigenous, yeah. they don't eat meat because the meat is too expensive. So they eat fish and chicken all the time. They eat fish because the rivers are around them. So they the only thing that they need to do is send the yeah yeah the line yeah and pick up the the the, <laughs> the fish. But we decide in this time to give them meat. So the the challenge was to buy. We say we're going to buy one cow. But uh, God provided for us to buy two. Oh, amen. That yes. was very good. Praise the Lord. And the crazy thing that pastor said that, you know, uh, we need to take the cows to the boat. It moved to the places that we are going to do the parties for the people. And that was very funny because I don't know how we're going to do that, to put the, the cow over there, that, that really no was a cow, was a, a bull. A bull. A bull. Yeah. 375 pounds. Kyle, kilos? Kilos? Kilos. Kilos. Yeah. 800 pounds. 800 pounds. That was a big, big... To put on the little boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, how are they going to do that? And 
one thing that happened is that the, the bull was close to the river, like 50 meters close, but he was watching the people that called for him. And finally, the, the, the bull decided to run. He go against them. And he ran. And the guy that was there close to the river, they jump <laughs> to the river. And the bull goes to the river, too. <laughs> that was crazy. Wow. Papa. Huh? Yeah. Glad, yeah. You know that the Amazon River is the, the, el, the river más rápido? The faster, yeah. strong river. That's current, yeah. Current, uh-huh. Anyway, finally, uh, the good thing is that the, the bull, they tied the bull, and it was very easy to move to the boat, the small boat, put over there, go up. Okay. We did it, but it was funny to see all this thing. <laughs> Each time that the bull moved, everybody ran. <laughs> I wasn't close because I was scared to do that. I don't know what to do. Anyway, we did it. But thank you so much for your help. For this trip, was very good. We uh, gave 800 presents to the children. Wow. We gave. Mm, Food for two, four communities over there. All the communities had a meat, and really was uh, something very, very blessing for yeah. for them, for us, for everybody. So, but we are here after 13 years, and it's nice to see you, to see the the not all faces, but. Friendly faces. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly. Yeah. Uh, and I have to see Peter over there. Yes. Yeah. He is faithful God. Faithful to God. Yeah. That's good. And I want to say yes, thank you so much. Because all the things that we did over there in Colombia, we did it in the first time, the first level, because God, of course. Yeah but also because we have you behind us, helping us. Every, 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 cada, cada tiempo que yo decía algo. Every time I ever said anything. And I, y cuando yo le digo al pastor, pastor, necesito orar por esto, por aquello. And when I, I talk to the pastor Samuel, I'll say, hey, help me pray for this, I need this. Pastor Samuel, Samuel dice, Samuel say, pastor Samuel say, yes, we want to pray, we want to try to do something to help you to do that. And, that happened all the time. So bless you. I am happy to be here. I'm happy to be here with my daughter. <laughs> uh, finally. Um, of course, happy with my wife to come back and, <laughs> and see what God's going to do over here in the United States. Amen. Uh, God always answers our, our prayers. So sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's wait, and sometimes it's yes. So to come here, we prayed a lot, and the first time God said no so it was like ten, uh, when eight years ago. So we cry and we received the answer um, from God, and then we still pray, and God said wait, and we forget about come here and we focus in our work in Colombia, and then God said 
Yes, you can come. <laughs> so we are here. Thank you, God, for these uh, blessings. And I'm happy that, to be with you and with my family. Um, okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Amen. What a blessing. They're doing such a wonderful job there and all over the world. We just thank God. Woo. Are you awake now? All right. Well, we're going to go back to Ephesians. What is our theme scripture this year? Ephesians 3.20. And uh, if, you did, if you were not able to be here last week and hear Pastor Marcelo's message, you need to go uh, online and, and watch that. What an amazing, what a powerful message. And I love that. Faith plus fire equals favor. And you can go through hell and come out smelling like heaven. Oh, I like that. So, so many, such a good word, Pastor Marcelo. Thank you. And uh, so you, you just pick up that. We're, we're continuing our theme this year of the year far more. Now, our theme scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. You want to put that up, Talita? And uh, we'll just read together. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And so you can go back two weeks ago. I spent a whole Sunday just on this scripture. Amen. Giving glory to God. Amen. Knowing that God is able. You've got to believe that God is able. You've got to believe that not only is He able, but He's willing. He wants to do it for you. And you've got to know that He is at work in your life. He's at work when we don't see it. He's at work when we don't feel it. He's at work, even when we do, we sometimes we see it right out in front of us, and we're just like, wow, God is working that out. But I'm telling you, God is at work within you. And He is working according to His power. Aren't you glad it's not according to your power? Aren't you glad it's not according to your riches? I'm telling you, we're working according to His power and His riches. Amen. And He is going to bring it to pass. More, He said that we could ask or think. How many can ask some pretty big things? I can think some pretty big things. But He is able to do infinitely more. So, as we declare, this is the year far more. Now, we talked to you about the word for being a preposition. It, it, it denotes purpose or destination. You've got to know why you want more. You need to designate your more or you will waste your more. You can pray for more money. And get to the end of the year and have less. You've got to know what your more is for. It needs to have a purpose. It needs to have a destination. Many times we say, I'm going far. I'm going far a walk. 
I'm going for ice cream. I'm going for a drive. We're, we, 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 we give our for a destiny. We give it a purpose. We give it significance. And so we're going to talk today about why we want more. We don't want more to just have more, but I want more to be able to do more. What are you doing that you need more for? If the Lord sees that you want to do more, He'll make it possible. If you're wanting to do more for the kingdom, if you're wanting to do more for God, if you're wanting to do more for your family, if you're wanting to do more for the hungry and the homeless, you're wanting to do more for the church family, more, amen, God can help you do more. But if you just want a fatter bank account, that might get you excited, but that's not really getting God excited. He wants to know why do you want more? What are you going to do with your more that's going to make a difference in this world? How are you going to forward the kingdom of God? Now, we always talk about it. The Lord's not against you having more. He's not against you having a nicer house, a nicer car, wearing nice clothes and all that. Because remember, He only asked for how much? 10%. So the thing is, you should want your 10% to be more. How many would like to give more next year? Well, to give more, don't you, you need to make more. So if you say, Lord, I'm on a journey. I want to give more tithe. I want to give more offerings. I want to feed more hungry people. I'm telling you, He can make that happen for you. Now, you still have your 90%. And if that's more, then you get to do more. The Lord's okay with you doing more and having more and being more blessed. But He wants your purpose of more to be for something besides just yourself. More. With a specific purpose. Now, so we've, we just said it. I want more not so I can just have more but because I can do more. So where does it start? Let's get started. Now, uh, I've got seven points but I bet we're going to get through about three. Let's shoot for three. Can we shoot for three? All right. I preached all seven down in Houston on last Wednesday night for about an hour and a half. So y'all don't have time for seven. They did. Well, they didn't. They just got it. Where does it all start? As I was praying and studying, it's, it's amazing how God works, as the Lord put in my heart, the year for more. Uh, back last July, a pastor down in the Houston Tomball area had asked me to come and speak at their spiritual saturation week. They were having a revival. And so we were already going, and we, it just all worked out. And I said, okay, I'll come on Wednesday night. I had been studying and praying and uh, woke up the morning before I left about 2 o'clock in the morning and stayed up a few hours just making notes and writing and had these seven points for y'all. And he had sent me the theme of the conference. And would you believe the theme of the conference was more? <laughs> I'm like, I already have my message. I'm ready to go. 
And so it's amazing how God just puts things together in, in, in people's hearts and in the spirit world. Amen. As we're believing, as the Lord is speaking uh, for more. But where does it all start? Number one. Everybody say number one. Uno. More Jesus. Oh, I want more Jesus this year. I want to be like I want to be more like Jesus. Act more like Jesus. Talk more like Jesus. Love more like Jesus. Give more like Jesus. Amen. Extend amen mercy and grace like Jesus. I just everything we talk about, if we fall in love with Jesus, if we come into a stronger relationship, if we love his word more, read his word more, talk to him more, amen, as we begin to experience more Jesus. Everybody say, more Jesus. It was John that when Jesus, amen, was coming to him to be baptized, he looked up and John said, I must decrease, and he must increase. Oh, I want Jesus to increase in me this year. Now, that's not going to happen by accident. Now, you can become more like the devil by accident. You just do nothing. You just don't pray, don't read, don't help nobody, don't love nobody. You just let you just be your old natural self. You'll be more like the devil. Because our natural flesh, our natural man, our carnal man, the Bible says, is enmity against God. Your flesh will do the wrong thing every time. But you've got to do the right thing on purpose. You've got to decide. Amen. You've got to make a conscious effort. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say that. I'm not. I'm going to be more like Jesus even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to do the right thing even when I don't want to. I want to be more like Jesus. Deuteronomy uh, verse 6 5 through 7, very familiar. Let's talk about it a minute. And you must love the Lord your God with all. Everybody say that word. All of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Listen, if you're going to get more Jesus, if you're going to be more like Jesus, you're going to have to do it every single day. And we've got to do it wholeheartedly. Not half-heartedly. The danger. What's the danger? Well, let me tell you. Anybody ever got an immunization? Got a shot? Got the flu shot? Got a vaccine for, for any kind of thing? You know what they gave you? A little bit 
of that disease. You see, a little bit of that disease hits your body and your body begins to fight it and make antibodies and wards off getting any more of that. The danger of giving your children a little bit of Jesus. Just bringing them to church every now and then. Talking about it just every now and then. They get just enough to be religious, but not enough to be like Jesus. Basically, they get immune to Jesus. I don't want my children, my grandchildren, I don't want you to be immune to Jesus. I don't want you to be able to come in and, and, and experience uh, uh, God's presence just every great once in a while and it not change you because you've built up a resistance or a tolerance to it. Listen, we need to be wholehearted, sold out, 100% Jesus until we live and breathe. We're saturated with the presence of God. Amen. We're all in, sold out. Amen for Jesus. On fire for God. That's what our children and our grandchildren need. It said that we love the Lord with our heart, our soul, our mind, with all of it, with all of our strength. And that he said and that you've got to repeat it again and again to your children. Talk to them at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you get up. You see, that's not just a little bit. That's a lot. He said, well, that's just too much, Jesus. <laughs> I remember one time... We were talking, that and my dad, I was with, I was young, I was with him, and he was talking to this man, witnessing to him about the Lord. And that gentleman asked my daddy, he said, you smoke? Daddy said, no. He said, you drink? He said, no. He said, you run around with women? He said, no. That man said, too much church. <laughs> Listen, you can't have too much church. If you don't have enough church, then you'll have all that other stuff. People are searching in all that other stuff to bring the happiness, the joy, the peace, amen, that a sold-out relationship with Jesus can bring, amen. But your children have got to hear it over and over and over. They need to see it in action. Not just every now and then. Teach them that Jesus is the most important. That a relationship with Him is first and foremost. But you know what? It's not just what you say. It's going to be what you do. They need to see you praying every day. They need to see you reading your Bible every day. They need to see you fasting and praying. They need to see you coming to the house of God every time the doors are open and you bring them along. There should never even be a question of are we going to church. It's church time. Get up. We're going to church. Children don't have a choice. They don't get a school's not optional. But we make it optional. We make the things of God optional. Listen, if it's not important to you, it won't be important to them. Let's fall in love with Jesus. Let's give it the wholeheartedly, everything we've got. Let's make it count. Can I get a big amen? Somebody say, more Jesus. Just 
this year, the more you read about him, the more you see his miracles, the more you realize what he's done for you, oh, it ought to just make you want to love him even more, serve him even more, work for him even more. So we fall in love with Jesus. Number two, more Holy Ghost. Anybody need any more Holy Ghost? Pastor, do I need have to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? No, but you need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. You got to have the Holy Ghost to drive down these roads. Huh? Listen, there's some crazy people in this world. And if we don't have the Spirit of God leading and guiding and directing us and helping us do right and helping us be like Jesus, my flesh is going to come out. And when my flesh comes out, I'm going to tell you what I think of you. You say, Pastor, how do I control my tongue? How do I control my anger? How do I control my lust? How do... Holy Ghost, more Holy Ghost. Jesus said, when I go away, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you another comforter who will empower you. Huh? Empower. Anybody need more power? Say, man, what's the Holy Ghost for? Holy, is it to give me goosebumps and make me jump up and down? No, no, no. It's to make you delete that post before you hit post. It's to help you not say that. It's about to come out of your mouth. Holy Ghost leads and guides and directs you. It gives you wisdom. It gives you power to be a witness in word and deed. Jesus said, told his disciples right before he went away, go tarry in Jerusalem. Wait till you be endued with power from on high. And they were, they were there in the upper room, Acts chapter 2. Suddenly there appeared to them cloven tongues of fire, and it set upon each of them. Oh, listen, it said there came a sound as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, split tongues of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost, an encounter with God, an infilling of His Spirit. What's the difference? Peter, a little while before Jesus is about to be crucified, he's around a fire and some little girl says, Hey, aren't you one of those disciples? He said, Oh, no, 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 not me. I don't even know that guy. See, Jesus had already told him, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And Jesus, Peter said, not me. Now, all them other disciples, yeah, I see that. They're a bunch of losers. I can see that in them. Yeah, I bet they're going to leave you, and I bet he's going to deny you, but not me. You know what? I totally believe 100% in my heart that Peter was sincere. He never expected he never believed that he would have a moment of weakness like that. But I'm telling you, when they had Jesus right there and they were trying him and he saw it was happening, his natural carnal flesh kicked in. Fear kicked in. 
man, if they're doing that to him, what are they going to do to me? And he said, no, I don't know him. Somebody else said, yeah, you, you, you sound like a Christian. And Peter's like, well, yeah, blank, blank, blank. How's that sound? I sound like a Christian now. He denied Christ three times. And then the rooster crowed. The Bible says Jesus just looked at him. It broke his heart. The Bible says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. He was sorry. But he didn't know how to overcome that. How do I overcome that failure? How do I get past that? Now, Judas took matters in his own hands. See, he denied Christ. He sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. But he was sorry. He went and took the money, threw it back down, and said, I don't want no part of it. But he went out and committed suicide. He hung himself. Did you know if, he, if Judas hadn't have taken matters in his own hand, if he hadn't have took his own life, if he'd have waited and said, you know what, this is a terrible thing, but I can get through this. See, the devil's there to tell you, no, you blew it. You messed up. There's no hope for you. I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus rose from the dead, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter. If Judas hadn't have taken his life, Jesus would have said, go tell Peter and Judas. He forgave both of them. He would have gave both of them an opportunity. He gave them both. I mean, they would have still gone and done great things. Listen, don't let a temporary failure, amen, cause you to do something that has permanent effects. Hold on. Hang on. Wait. Jesus can make something happen out of this. And Jesus called Peter personally. And Peter came and he gave him an opportunity three times. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love Yeah. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. He gave him opportunity. And it was Peter on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell on him. The Bible says Peter stood up among the thousands and began to preach. What was the difference? Around a little fire with a few ladies, he didn't have any boldness. But now, he's standing up with crowds of thousands declaring the Word of God. What's the difference? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit that Jesus said, I'm going to send to you. The paraclete, one called alongside another to help. Anybody need help? You need somebody to help you. I can't always be there. Pastor can't always be there. Amen. Your family, may not, you may be alone, but I'm telling you, you're never alone because Jesus is with you and the Holy Spirit is with you to empower you. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and they begin to go out and do the ministry. And then chapter 4, down. They've done signs, wonders, and miracles. There's persecutings, persecutions. They've been beaten. They've been in prison. They've had a lot of trouble. And they all came together, Acts chapter 4. And they're testifying. And they're having church. And I want you to see what happened. Acts chapter 2, 4. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken while they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the Word of God with boldness. 
You say, wait a minute, Pastor. I thought they were filled back in Acts chapter 2. They were. But guess what? They got another filling in Acts chapter 4. You know what I want in 2024? Another filling of the Holy Ghost. Anybody go to the gas station last week? Anybody going to have to go back this week? Why? You got to have another filling. Listen, in, in this life, in this world, troubles and tribulations will run your tank dry. You need the Holy Spirit. He is a free gift. It's for you, for your children, for your children's children. As for many as called on the name of the Lord, amen, you need a personal encounter, amen, with the person of the Holy Spirit. So you begin you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, begin to say, Lord, this is my year. I want to receive this free gift. Amen. Just begin to pray. I, you don't have to know nothing about it. I was preaching to the Quechua Indians over in, in, in uh, Ecuador. And we were teaching on the Holy Spirit. They'd never heard of it. Nobody had ever told them about it. One by one, people begin to come to me privately and say, hey, I was hungry for more of Jesus. And I was reading my Bible and fasting, and all of a sudden, I started talking in this language I didn't understand. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. One man told me, he said, I was just so hungry for Jesus, and I'd been praying and seeking the Lord and wanting more of Jesus. And my wife said she woke up in the middle of the night, and I was talking in another language that she didn't understand. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, you don't have to know nothing about it. Just desire, seek more Jesus. And when you want more Jesus, what you're going to get is more Holy Ghost. Because Jesus said, I'm not going to, you, you don't get not be, you get another comforter. Oh, Jesus is still our Savior, our Lord. He stills there to walk with us. He's going to heaven to prepare a place for us. He said, but I'm going to leave somebody down here. I can only be in one place at one time. I'm going to send you somebody that can be in everybody at one time working to do my will. We need more Holy Ghost. We need more Holy Ghost in this church. I need more Holy Ghost in me. You need more Holy Ghost in you. You begin to pray. Amen. My, my daddy, I just, uh, the, my brother Joe Akins just died. Uh, they had his funeral while we were gone. 99 years old. He came to Tyler when he was young, met my mother. She took him over to Rose Center Assembly of God. My dad got saved in the Baptist church, loved Jesus. Didn't, had never heard anything about the Holy Ghost. About halfway through the service, Spirit of God began to move. My mama knew what was fixing to happen. And she asked my daddy, you ready to go? He said, sure. They got up to leave, and about that time, the Holy Ghost hit Brother Joe Akins. He jumped up, yet out of holler, and began to run around the church. My daddy just froze in the aisle. What in the world? Mama was at home every day after on her lunch break praying, Lord, reveal and fill daddy with the Holy Ghost. My daddy was going home every day on his lunch break saying, Lord, something made that man do that, and I want to know what it is. He began to read the Bible, began to read the book of Acts, saw the infilling of the Holy Spirit, went to church one night, he's having a revival. He said, I have no idea what the guy preached, but he hit that altar, began to pray and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. He said it was like a hot bucket of oil being poured on his head, and he felt it 
just rising up. And the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said it got to the top. He began to pray in other tongues. And then he began to prophesy and say, you'll leave your job. And you're going to go into the ministry. And Daddy said, who said that? He went home and told my mama. She said, we got to go talk to the preacher. My dad worked for the Cotton Belt Railroad. And he went into his, their office and said, it's my last day. I gave him a quitting time. said, I'm going to Bible school. I'm going to the, into the ministry. Because of that experience of the Holy Ghost, even infilling him and God and leading him, they preached all over this nation, preached and sang, came to Tyler more than 60 years ago, founded this church, the Lord's house, and we're sitting here today because of the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And we can't be birthed and born, amen, out of the Holy Ghost and not continue, amen, in the power of the Holy Ghost. So I encourage you, pray this year, Lord, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that when I was saved, you, you, it was the Holy Spirit that drew you. How can a man come unless the Spirit of God draw him? And you've got that Holy Spirit leading, guiding. Oh, but there is an experience, a baptism of fire. And I'm telling you, begin to pray. Begin to read the Word and say, Holy Spirit, fill me with more Holy Ghost. Number three, we can make it. But that's all we're going to get. Lord, we need more, but all we're going to get is three. Because there's a purpose for more Jesus and more Holy Ghost. He said, when you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, when the disciples got the Holy Ghost and they begin to go out and lay hands on the sick and cast out devils and all that, remember what Jesus said when he right before he ascended? Go ye therefore into all the world, preaching the gospel, baptizing them. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. What are the signs of the believer? He said, you can lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. He said, you can cast out devils. He said, you can take up any deadly thing, and it won't hurt you. And he said, you'll speak in new tongues. And so, they just took him at his word. And they went out and they started doing all that God called them to do. And the church was birthed. And they were doing sign wonders and miracles. Amen. But they got to a point where they needed another dose. And it fell on them. And then they were out preaching. And they asked these other believers. They said, have y'all received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we hadn't even heard there be a Holy Ghost. And they said, let us tell you about him. And they began to tell him. And the Holy Ghost fell. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost again. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Ghost to fall on this place and fill us all again because it'll give us boldness, it'll give us power, and in these last days, we are going to need power to stand up against the works of the devil. Amen? But the purpose, he said that you will be my witnesses. What are we going to witness about? Jesus. See, we get more Jesus, and we get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then we want to tell other people about Jesus. And then when they hear about Jesus, what do they do? They believe. 
they believe and they get born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. So what is number three? What do we need? Number three, more souls. I want more souls in 2024. I want more people to come in this house and find Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I want more people to hear that at the Lord's house you can be saved, you can be healed, you can be delivered, amen, you can be set free, amen. I want people to hear that you can come to the Lord's house just like you are. But there's enough power in that church that you're not going to stay like you are. The drug addict is welcome. The prostitute is welcome. The, just the normal, everyday sinner. Because people say, oh, well, I'm not, I don't do any of those bad things. I, you know, I don't do... Yeah, but if you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell just like the rest of them. Everybody needs Jesus. And when they walk through that door, we're going to accept them and we're going to love them and we're going to share the good news and we're going to see Jesus, amen, fill them, heal them, deliver them, amen, and we're going to see them baptized and given a public confession of their faith. I want more souls in 2024. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then they gladly received His word and were baptized, and there were that same day about 3,000 souls. Wow. I just heard a pastor, it's like we actually preached right before me, not the night before on Sunday night, and uh, he had about 125 people in their church, and the Lord spoke to him and said, you're going to have 1,000. And so he just said, you know, he got that word, and he's, that was 1999. And so he, he said, I, I declared it right then. A thousand. We're going to have a thousand by 2,000. And he said that next year, they went from 125 to 68 of the meanest Christians you ever saw. <laughs> and he said, Lord, what's going on? What in the world? But he just kept preaching, kept praying, kept telling people about Jesus, and rocked along there for years. But in the last two years, and he said they came and did an interview with him and asked him, what happened? What's the secret? And he said after the interview, they said, well, there's not really anything here we can use. Because all he said was, I don't know what happened. All I know, I was just obedient to Jesus. I just stayed. I didn't give up. I didn't quit. And all of a sudden, their church has exploded in the last two years. They're running about 800 people right now, two services. And just, he said, doing the same thing we've been doing. They, so you know what? It's a, a sovereign uh, move of God. But I'm telling you, it's going to be when the, you and I, amen, fall in love with Jesus, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and begin to go out and do the work that he called us to do. Because there's hurting people out there. There's lost people out there. And we've got to go find them. They may never come through those doors. Amen. We're going to have to go to them. Matthew chapter 18. If a man have a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go search for that one that is lost? 
If he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it's not our Heavenly Father's will that even not even one of these little ones should perish. I'm telling you, in 2024, I want to see the prodigals come back home. Does anybody have a child, a grandchild, a husband, a wife, a neighbor, a friend that is away from the Lord, that has wandered away, and they need to come home? I'm telling you, put thank God for the 99 in the house. But let's don't get happy about you and I going to heaven. Let's get excited about going and finding that one that is on their way to hell. I'm not willing to give up on one. We've got a lot of people that used to sit in these pews. And if they're going to other churches, praise the Lord. We can all go to heaven from wherever we're serving. But if they are out in the world hurting, sinful, lost, mad at God, mad at whoever, it's I want to go find them and tell them it's time for you to come home. There's a place where we love you. They're mad at God. They're mad at church. But I'm going to tell you something. God's never disappointed them, done them wrong. People do. People fail. Pastors fail. People hurt and say and do it. But that's not Jesus. We got to go back to them. Not with religion, but with Jesus. I want more souls. I want you to get somebody in your mind and on your heart that is lost and make it your priority this year. Number one, you're going to pray for them. And number two, that the Lord give you opportunity to see them. Now, lots of ways. You can just invite them to church and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Or you might have to be the one that goes to them and says, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you how much Jesus loves you. Maybe you can call them, text them, email them, Facebook them, tweet them. But somehow you've got to contact them and say, we're not giving up on you. We love you. We want you to come home. Listen to this, Mark chapter 2, last scripture. And again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together. Insomuch, there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word of God. Number one, we've got to get Jesus in the house. If we get Jesus in the house, the word will spread. If people start getting born again, people start getting healed, people start getting delivered, people start getting set free, lives change, I'm telling you, it's going to spread. We've got to tell people what God is doing in the house. Amen. We've got to noise it abroad. Jesus is in the house. So that's going to take all of us. Let's get more Jesus. Let's get more Holy Ghost. 
And then let's reach out to more souls and tell them what God is doing in the house. And then there will be so many people in the house, we won't be able to handle them. We'll go to two services. We can go to three services. We'll build a new building. I'm telling you, we'll do whatever God wants us to do. But if we're going to see growth, and we're not looking for growth for number's sake. I'm looking for more. What's the purpose? What's the destination? I want to see more souls say, I don't care about other people going to other churches. I don't want them to come. If they come, okay, we're not going to kick them out. But I want souls. I want the lost. I'm not looking for nobody else's sheep. I want us to go and get the prodigals. Get the, go to the highways in the hedges and compel them to come in and see God fill this house. See revival break out in 2024. Oh, I want more. Now, it's going to take some stuff. See, what's it going to take? I'll tell you at a later date. Pastor, you going to tell us next week? No. Because next week, we're about to do a big shift. You do not want to miss next Sunday. You don't want to miss what's about to happen. And so, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be good. You do not want to miss next Sunday. Talk about, we're fixing to get some more. Fixing to get some more. It's going to be good. So, Lord, I just thank you for Jesus. I, I, I thank you for salvation. I thank you, Lord, that if I died right now, I'm confident to know I'd go to heaven. But am I excited about it? Lord, has my relationship with you grown cold? Has the fire, the joy, seemed to not be what it used to be? Lord, I, I, I need more Jesus. I need to love you more, read your word more, pray more, talk to you more. Lord, I, I, I need to just get to know you more. I, I want to experience your grace and your love. I, I, I want to be like you, but how can I be like you if I don't know you? I need to hang out with you more. I need to read your word and see what you did and emulate that, and imitate that. And I need to be more like Jesus. Lord, I, I, I need another dose of the Holy Ghost. I need a fresh filling, fresh fire. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just pour out your glory upon the Lord's house. I pray every individual, Lord, begin to ask you and pray and say, Lord, give me that gift of the Holy Ghost. Fill me with that passion and that fire. Give me boldness so that I may go tell my friends and neighbors and strangers about Jesus. So that we can see more souls come into the kingdom of God. So we can see the Lord's house go to that next level. Lord, we just thank you for an explosion of your power and your glory so that it's noised abroad and people come from the north, south, east, and west to see what's happening in this house. 
Lord, we want to fill up heaven and empty hell. Lord, we, we don't want one of our children, our grandchildren, a, a spouse, a, a cousin, a neighbor, a friend, an enemy to go to hell. Oh, Lord, help us get passionate about the lost, about sharing the gospel, the good news. And I thank you for more. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. You're talking about more Jesus. I just need Jesus. If I were to die today, I, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I've been living my own life, doing my own thing. But today I need to surrender my life. Maybe you're watching online and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about what, how you were raised. or how, what, I'm talking about you having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're watching online or you're in this room and you say, Pastor, I need a personal relationship with Jesus. Today, I want to give Him my life. Please pray with me. If that's you, just slip your hand up right where you're at. They pray with me, Pastor. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Just open your heart right now and just pray with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again. And I believe you're coming again. And I want to be ready. I want to spend eternity in heaven. So Jesus, today, I give you my life. I confess all of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my God. Jesus, today, I'm yours. I'll be who you've called me to be. I'll do what you've called me to do. I'll go where you call me to go. And I'll say what you want me to say. Jesus, thank you for saving me I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart Jesus rose from the dead for me and I declare I am born again I'm a child of God thank you Father I just thank you for every person in this house and online watching that has confessed in their heart and with their mouth, the Lord Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now you do a work in their heart where you begin to challenge and change and let your Holy Spirit, Lord, just come and feel them. I pray you would do a mighty work. Let this be a turning point in their life. And we thank you for their heart and their soul. 
We just ask you to grow in them. In Jesus' name, everybody said a big amen.